Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 58, The Empty Man. An ex-cop investigates a girl's disappearance and discovers a secret cult. There you go. Was that all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been Pretty a month. I haven't done that for yeah, over point, a on month. Point. On point. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, guys, it's good to be back. It's been a little while. Um, too long, really. But we've all been extremely busy. Um, me especially. So... What have I been up to this last month? Pretty much working, um, watching Anthony Joshua get beat up quite badly, um, watching my football team lose, and watching many, many horror films. And playing on my PlayStation 4 that I got. I told you all about that, didn't I? I had lots of VR games. Did I talk about that with you before? Maybe not. I think so. Yeah. That might have been last week or we recorded yeah i was I gonna say you've mentioned games you've mentioned games before i don't know if they're now, vr games well i i got a playstation 4 pro and i've got this vr s- system with it and i've got some good scary games like resident evil and, and and things like that um but it constantly makes me feel ill so mm. how long does it take to get your vr legs if you could call it that quite a while because <laughs> honestly be... I, f- I feel ill for hours after playing it Watch YouTube videos in VR. That'll help you like ease into it. I found that. Yeah. So there are. I can go on YouTube and just pick some out. Is that just type in? Yeah. Just just go on YouTube and search like um, VR videos or like VR experience, and there's quite a few of them on there. It's the walking around VR. Oh, it's 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 amazing. It's it's good. Mm. But it's the walking around bit. But you're not walking. That's what does me. So I've got like. I've got one of these. Hang on. Look at this monstrosity. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. But like, you're, you're, walk- <laughs> yeah, you're walking around with that thing. And yeah, it, it's like being there, but you're moving, but you're not. You sat down or stood up. And it's it's just very odd. And it really throws me every time. Um, anyway, I'm going to tell you, you know, when I finish a few more games, I've got Paranormal Activity and I've got the Exorcist, and there's, there's all sorts of VR games. Um, so I'll tell you all about them in the future once I stop being ill. So, Larry, what have you been up to? Uh, mainly working on uh, projects, um, and then really, yeah, so like write, still writing it and fixing that up, and then working on like props for it and just organizing it for filming next year. And That's uh, pretty much... And yeah. your uh, companion in the back, the one that's still in bed. How how's <laughs> sleepyhead over there? <laughs> <laughs> no. So there is for our <laughs> listeners. There is a is it a T Rex? No, it's just it's, is... well, I think it's based off a T Rex, but for our intensive purposes, no. But it's, it's, just, it's it a is a di- big dinosaur head. It is laid in your bed. <laughs> currently <laughs> laying in my bed. <laughs> I, I imagine before before describing it, the the audio listeners would be very confused. confused. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> oh, sleepy head. Yeah, yeah. it's got an actual <laughs> dead body in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cl- clear it up. <laughs> so, Ewan, what you been up to? Well, I've just moved into London, um, and I'm very happy. It's sort of in a place near Fleet Street uh, in central London, um, and it's quite convenient as well because the um, the London Film Festival is currently 
um, in its it hasn't officially started, but the sort of the screenings for press and industry people um, have opened up. So it's quite it's quite close by. Is actually it's, it's mostly at the BFI South Bank. So I've just been sort of uh, commuting there and seeing. Because, well, because we're in the first week of of sort of films, it's sort of like the the smaller outcasts, I guess, because they have films from all around the world. And I I watched a film where it was literally the first five minutes was just amateur porn, like like qu- quite literally amateur porn on a big screen. And I felt very awkward being in an audience of people watching this <laughs> for the first five minutes. It was even funnier, right, when uh, for the um, uh, later rivals to the film, because you tend to have that in cinemas, don't you? You tend to have people yeah. who walk in two or three minutes into the film. I didn't know what they were thinking, because at least I was given a sort of, you know, 30 yeah. seconds of preparation before the porn happened but <laughs> these late 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 covers i think were about seven or eight of them <laughs> just uh, just imagine what they were thinking with that literally actual penetration happening on screen oh wow, <laughs> oh, like, wow. Where, where was that it wasn't it wasn't soho where where, where was it it was uh bfi south bank um wow. uh, that they are they are screening a lot of uh, movies um uh, in various cinemas but yeah this one the bfi south bank and the title of that particular film was called uh, bad luck banging or loony porn um sounds amazing it, loony porn yeah yeah mm. i mean to, to be fair it is it was quite an interesting film it was just a it was just a bit awkward <laughs> did it have did it have did it have an awkward like opening scene where someone gets stuck in a uh <laughs> someone gets stuck somewhere so <laughs> <all> like <laughs> uh no it, did, it didn't no <laughs> But yeah, it was strange. But yeah, so I've been I've been mainly focused, and the film festival will be sort of going on for the next few weeks. So I'll be mainly mainly focused on that. So it's been good. Nice, it's a good time. Nice, Jess. I, I... just working, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> working. working, sleeping and eating. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my weekends off have just kind of been doing housework and stuff because I still haven't quite got into the like. Sounds. Flow of... ex- Sounds exciting, to be honest. Yeah, because I but, I have to get up at I get up at six travel. No, the um, weekend I was talking about, not yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine the work day is quite tough actually. If you yeah, I get home at half early. seven every day, so it's quite late to then yeah. actually do anything. Yeah. So I have to do everything at the weekend, but I've been trying to get back into the kind of, you know, yeah, just a bit. But yeah. Hence why we're only once a month podcast mm. at the moment yeah so, yeah it's been it's been it's been tough isn't it mm. um but good in a way that we're all busy again you know mm. yeah crazy crazy uh crazy thing here is it just me sorry for any listeners if this is just me speaking out of term here but why do i not have any levels on my sound or is that just me I've, i can see it's i can really... see some levels yeah. i can see some oh, levels yeah I okay okay yeah, yeah. That's cool. Sorry for that. I'm um, just looking at all of it, and it's a, for me. It's just a straight line. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I can see your levels. I think you're fine. Yeah, your I think it's end. because you've been quiet okay. for a little while. Because that don't happen very often, Larry, does it? So, like, no. It, now, now, <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> it's not very often. But, uh, yeah, Larry's I was going to say a straight it's, line. It's, now you got lots. Yeah. <laughs> now you got lots, <laughs> lots of lines. So yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> So, oh, I've I've just put that together in my head. Wow, 
Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I can't deny. <laughs> so, this film, The Empty Man, we're going to move on to that, yeah? So, mm-hmm. directed by David Pryor. I'm not sure what else he's done. Couldn't find much. On on the guy. Well, he was he it, the main. I mean, this is his first film, but he yeah. did a lot of um, uh, making ofs, uh, making of documentaries for like uh, DVD special features. Um, uh, uh, most notably is uh, David Fincher's movies, I think. Um, okay, which is quite interesting. So yeah, this is his first film. Yeah. So, and it starred James Badge Dale as James. And what was her name? Is it Marin? Am I going to destroy her name again? Because I'm brilliant at this one. Yeah. Marin Island. Island as Nora Quayle. Um, she was in The Dark and the Wicked. I really like that film. I think you saw that, Larry, didn't you? It was on Shudder. Mm-hmm. I think it was really, really good. So that was released October 2020. Uh, a budget of $16 million and a, a box office of $4.2 million. So a great success. <laughs> no. What it's, it, what, it's, what it's recently had a resurgence, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, say recently in the last in the last sort of at least this year, it's had a sort of re- resurgence in terms of it's sort of been given a cult, a cult movie status since it hit streaming services. Um, oh, I watched it on Disney. Um, is yeah. that where you guys watched it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So it must do quite well on that. I don't. I'm not sure how much they get paid or whether Disney just give them a lump sum. I, I'm not sure how that all works, but. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, they, they. I think. I think the studios tried to bury it in some ways, or at least they. They didn't think it would do especially well, so they didn't do much. Um, much in terms of press for it. Um, no, no, I, no. I, I think it was especially difficult because it came in the middle. I mean, obviously, COVID nineteen had an impact on it, but it was also um, the merger between Fox and Disney. Um, which kind of uh, put, a, put a spanner in the works, and as well as sort of recuts and reshoots that it had to do. Um, so I think it was it was quite unlucky in some ways, but I think now because it's sort of it's gaining traction in a way which movies rarely do nowadays, it's quite uh, it's quite an interesting story. The, the, the so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just process. So someone, well, according to these figures, someone somewhere lost twelve million mm. in money. So like. I wonder how they keep that going. Is just, it, on random, another, just on a film, random day. <laughs> yeah, just another film maybe makes a load of money and and kind of looks after that one. I, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's a very, very long mm. film as well, if I remember rightly. It's well over two hours, isn't it? Yeah, so, especially for yeah. a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, what are you thinking? Well, I, well, I, th- I think I accidentally discovered this, so I, so I, I probably should be exempt, uh, exempt from this. <laughs> yes, Jess. I think it's going to be low. Does Jess look very blurry to you? Or not? Can you just see yeah, it? I mean, her motion is okay, oh. but she's pixelated. I can't see her. Oh, Harry's always pixelated for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Even Jess? in person, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... This is where I'll play a bit of music for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bit of elevator music, just for, yeah. Yep. Low. Um, it's going to be low, isn't it? Do you think? I, yeah, I have a, well, I feel as though I don't think it's like rated low, as in I don't think mm. people don't like it, but rot- Rotten Tomatoes can sometimes be really odd. So I'd it's love to those, say. It's one of those things, isn't it, where it's, 
because it's a lot more psychological and psychological films are always a bit funky in the ratings. Mm. I'm going to say, I'm going to be optimistic and say like 50, 55. Okay. I'd, I was going to say it to be 60 higher. to 70. 75. Oh, banging! That's cool, though. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I read somewhere that it was fifty, but maybe that was immediately when it came out that it was fifty. There's two. It, there's two scores on Rotten, isn't there? There's one critics yeah. and one. I think it's maybe the critics one got seventy-five. I think. I, I don't it's think the many... tomato one anyway. There's one with a green thing. Yeah. Right? I don't oh, think um... many critics had reviewed it. I don't. I, I think. I think because it was so sort of low down in the pecking order. That not many critics reviewed it, and the ones that did were sort of focusing on other things. I think at least that's what I yeah. read. Um, There's people that go in there like, "Oh, I didn't get it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, to be fair, to be a, fair, <laughs> even even that film, <laughs> even that film's like gave me a yeah. headache. Love that it film. Good. It is good. You love that yeah. film. Did you say you love that film? I did. Oh Good. Give it five stars for culture. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was horse <laughs> shit. Personally. Hey, like. someone else who likes it. <laughs> we're a small, no, no, we're no. a small fan group. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what I said on it. I'd have to watch that podcast again. It's been a while since. Yeah. Since watched it. That's the one where they're trapped I... in the snow, isn't it? In the car. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the house. And the, I got dog. no idea what went on in it, really, and and. <sighs> Yeah, there was yeah. there was they were in a school, they were in a house, they were driving. Then there was a musical and driving. section. <laughs> they yeah. were, they were dancing. Yeah. They were talking for about eight and a half hours in the car. I remember that bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and then some weird stuff in a school. Was that about it? Really? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, Summarised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got that straight from Wikipedia, yeah? yeah. <laughs> uh, straight out of my little head. The synopsis. <laughs> Honestly. That's exactly what it says when you go on Wikipedia. There's a car. <laughs> there's, a, there's a school. There's snow. Right, there's snow. Enjoy. <laughs> this, this film, I, I wrote down like three things about it that kept me interested and, and the things I can remember. So I really liked Only the bit at the beginning with the, with the cave. <laughs> I thought they were because mm-hmm. this film to me changed a lot as it went along, and I couldn't. What I loved about it was I didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah, I mm-hmm. couldn't really read what was going on. So that whatever you know, the scenes at the beginning is quite. Was it 10, 20 minute? Yeah, it's a big, very long scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got to the end and was like, okay, I really like that. Yep. I, I thought yeah. it was going in a different, totally different direction to how it kind of ended up. But I love that. I, I kind of like um, people running about. After him, do you know when he spotted a load of people, and then they're all yeah, that, was, yeah. that was good. That, that was my uh, favorite scene mm. of the film, and maybe one of my favorite horrors or horror. Yeah, scenes. yeah, mm. it was amazing. I mean, maybe in the last five years, I mean, especially. I thought that was absolutely amazing, and obviously the hospital and things at the end, and like, but I, I did love the way this film just kept me guessing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what was going to happen, and even mm. when certain things happened, obviously I was confused about it and had to think about it. So like. Yeah, it, it was it was good. So there are certain things that I don't understand, or, or, or as I say, understand. Or, or kind of want to explain to me why we need an empty man. But we're getting to spoilers, won't we? Mm-hmm. Like at some point, so it's a bit early for spoilers. But like someone, one of you, going to explain why the empty man? 
what's needed. We can or... all do it together. Yeah, but why, <laughs> why you need an empty man, okay, or vessel, whatever it is. So... Go on, Lawrence. Larry's <laughs> <laughs> turn. He's been quiet for too long. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. That's what I'm slightly. I, I don't know. Is it something that's been around forever? Was it, or was it? Well, here, yeah. let me get my seventy-point plan. We'll start. Your manifesto. My memoirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving t- Tammy the T Rex back there. I am I'm just loving expecting it. Larry to just... pull out a bullet journal called The Empty Man. Just yeah. like <laughs> flipping pages. Here we, oh. Here we go. It'll be like one of the books that um, Amanda has at the start, you know, like full of drawings oh, and sort yeah. of weird dark pages. Look, all I am saying is, all I am saying is, I do not have a book at all. Do you have a scroll that... or. No, look, I don't have a book at all. That has the empty man. <laughs> so Lawrence so is holding funny. up a pink file, it looks like. Um, with the empty man. I just smudged all of it though, <laughs> on my heart. Yeah, for our, um, for our listeners, he has a pink notebook or file folder, something. I don't know if he's writing it now or whether there's stuff no, in it. No, no. <laughs> um yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the best thing about this film is that it is totally left in, up to interpretation. There are a lot of things in it that are basically on suggestion. You know how I and, feel about it, you know that stuff. Uh, Doesn't understand well, it. I well, don't want to. Don't, I want it explained. I don't want to. I don't want to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to it, think. it could be this. It could be that. That is not good enough. Right. Well, that well you... yeah, so, so, so. No, no, you tell me what it's about and then I'll believe you. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence is the oracle of authority. Sorry, literally just say anything and he'll be like, okay, <laughs> sure. Please. Um, I just, I took away from it like perception of, of one's reality. So like, you know, if you think positively, then you'll have a positive outcome. And if you think negatively, you have a negative, like, and, the the whole cult to me anyway is trying to manipulate this man who's depressed and on antidepressants and through the power of suggestion and through words it you know and repetition as they very make very clear they kind of lure him in to be this next vessel in the empty man thank you yeah. <laughs> what? Why do I need a vessel for? Well, so I again, I imagine for me, it's like this old, ancient skeleton that probably belongs to like I don't know a god or an alien or whatever. Yeah, well, that one in the cave. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, what well, isn't it? Isn't it a sort of? Um, because obviously there are many in the film. There are many sort of um, images or motifs of um, bridges, and I think the. The key sort of what you know in terms of the Pontifact Pontifax Institute, it's like it's about building a bridge between different um, sort of fields of consciousness. I think, mm-hmm. and so the the empty man or the vessel, I, I think, is meant to be a kind of um, uh, a sort of a, a thing between that can go between them. I think, um, yeah, and it acts as a kind of prophet in some ways. I think. 
Um, but as but as but as Lawrence said, I, I think it's all up to um, interpretation. I mean, my my I'm not own. That. Inter- <laughs> We're gonna have it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not how this um, podcast works. We can't have films that you just go right. It's about this. No, it's not. The writer knows what it's about. Okay. Well, well, you say. I want to know is get him on it. Get him on the show. He can bloody explain it. Well, because I mean, for my for my money, I mean, again, this is the, this is the great thing about in my mind. The great thing about um, interpretive films is that you can put your own spin on it. So, for example. My own interpretation is that really it's the it's the sort of the difficult dreams of a of a widow of a widower essentially um, who's like trying to uh, kind of repress a trauma that happened to him. I mean, and and then he's he's sort of processing the, this all in sort of dream logic, and so he's um, uh, so he essentially goes off in these really really wacky directions, which is I mean. In terms of like, because you, you were talking about sort of unpredictability and everything like that, I, th- I think by their very nature, dreams do that, where you sort of you go around the corner and it's entirely it's it's really difficult to know what, what will be around that corner. It's like when he enters, he enters the Pontifax Institute, something like I don't know, a quarter of the way through the movie, and uh, he sort of goes. It sort of seems like a normal bit, well, normal building, a sort of a, a, a sort of a big building, but sort of regular, and then he goes into these rooms where it's like like corridors of bedrooms and it's like a massive weird dark basement i mean it's like almost like a the size of a warehouse and you're wondering how 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 can this fit in there and then you sort of realize that it's kind of it's not meant to be realistic it's it's far far more surrealistic it's it's sort of um i mean i have to admit when i sat down to watch this the first time i was very skeptical um because i'd never heard of the film and uh and i thought <laughs> i kind of thought oh this is just kevin lawrence's like little little as <laughs> a little underknown film that's just that <laughs> might not be any good and stuff like that but then as i was and you know runtime of two hours ten minutes it's like well, why does it have to be two, two hours and ten mm-hmm. minutes and then you sort of watch it and you're like okay it starts off with that scene in bhutan uh where the travelers are um, sort of going up in the mountains and they discover the skeleton and um, they're all sort of possessed in some way. And I thought, okay, this is lasting longer than I anticipated. So it goes on for about 20 minutes and then it follows this detective eventually or a former pol- police officer who goes on a detective to find uh, a, a sort of detective trip to find this uh, missing girl. And you realise it's it's so much... Uh, there's so much more to this and it's so weird and strange i didn't i didn't know anything prior to watching the film which i think is probably the best way to watch uh this this particular film because again as you say the unpredictability is part of its part of its draw um and and i was actually worried after after finishing it the first time whether it would stand up the second time because you know i think i think again that unpredictable is uh, unpredictability is part of the reason why the film is so exciting the first time around but the second Mm. time was it was was I, I think even better because you get to you sort of you, you know where you, you know which sort of atmosphere it's going for. Um, it's got um, re- rewatchability. Like yeah. you can watch it the first time, enjoy it for the um, unpredictability, and then the second time you can almost go back and rewatch and try and find all just the little things. Like you said, mentioned about bridges. There are so many bridges in this yeah. film. There and are th- so many bridges, and I think I think the word pontifex, which or pontifex, which is the 
um, the name of the cult um, that clicking? he goes to. Um, Who's clicking? Me, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Changing my uh, screen settings because my screen's hurting <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, uh, Laura. Sorry. That's right. Uh, I, I think Pontifax is a. I think it's Latin and it means bridge builder. So obviously it's a. It's a. It's a common motif or theme throughout the throughout the film. Hmm. Lots of bridges. A lot. Yeah. That... I'm confused now. What I got from the film's very different. To, to how you guys see it, probably, <laughs> but that, but that's that's not wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah your exactly, interpretation exactly. is is just as valid as 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 any of ours. Um, and I think I think that's you why might be that's... watching it on a different level to me. That's what I feel like. like <laughs> but after, just you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like you know dribbling and you know <laughs> was, watching watching this movie. Um, <laughs> And not getting getting more for, from it. I don't know. It's yeah. I think I need to watch it a few more times. Maybe a couple of more times. Like Triangle that I watched six times, and I'm still Jeez, confused. Did you get it yet? No. I love that. I love that film. Nope. <laughs> it's on <laughs> iTunes so for about two pounds at the moment, so I'm very tempted to, to own a copy. Yeah, Wait till you watch Tenet. I haven't seen <laughs> that. Yet. Yeah, that's, that's a blow. That's an offer blow your mind. Oh yeah. no! Honestly, what badly? <laughs> no, not badly. Not badly. Tenet's not a bad movie. <laughs> I just didn't like it as much as Lawrence. <laughs> so, yes. right. Yes. What did you get from this? I. Your question. See, <laughs> <laughs> so where do you sit on on the level? There's me right at the bottom with my very basic understanding of this movie. Oh. Um, which makes no sense. Um, and then these guys, you're getting more from it, and then you got to sit somewhere yeah. there. You can't be as low as me. I think I was know? doing pretty well, and then the ending happened, and that's mm. when I was like, "What?" <laughs> it does <laughs> like, come out of the left field. It happened? comes out of the left field. Yeah, that but was I think, a bit... but but I think that's because it's sort of it, it it makes it even more confusing. And it's sort of, um, and I, I, I think I, again, I, I quite like that. I, I like that it doesn't try and explain everything. It doesn't tie everything up. It, uh, in fact, I think it explains things a little too much. Like when, mm. um, I suppose this is a spoiler, but when, God, when spoiler he, alert! Hang on, let me put okay. foghorn. <laughs> There you go, right. That's a spoiler alert for you, everyone. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is more of a sort of technical point, but in terms of when when he visits when he visits um, the uh, the guy in the hospital bed, um, who was the who's essentially the former empty man um, or the prophet, they they cut to a shot of um, the guy when he was in the Bhutan mountains. Um, to, to to basically explain that this is the same guy and everything like that. Yes, whereas yeah. I whereas I kind of thought, I don't know, I I, I kind of would prefer it if they didn't cut to that shot because I, I I kind of like I, I kind of prefer the mystery of it and and I I like how they did it sort of before where um, in the Pontifex Institute there was a painting of the um, the sort of lodge or house that was in the Bhutan mountains it's sort of there for like two seconds and it goes away yeah. and I, I, mm. I quite like that because it sort of it opens a bit more questions but it also it also connects um 
Yeah, I feel like they didn't need to visually show you that it was him because no. they also did mention that there was 400 years between the last, mm. like, lot of people, and then it mm-hmm. was him, and now it's only been... Did they keep him alive for 400 years? years or, like, yeah. Or was it a ritual that... A new ritual? What was it? Did well, they... He was in, like, a, like a coma-esque state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They're like keeping an eye on him. He wasn't on life support. Well, yeah, keeping him alive. Looking, mm. looking, shaving his beard, shaving his beard, keeping him all, keeping him clean. But was he only? He's only been like that since the cave. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Okey I also dokey. didn't like. I also wasn't a fan of. Um, I thought I like again. I think the film really good. I wasn't a fan of when it, and I know it does it intentionally to throw you. But I guess another little spoiler. But they, um, I didn't like how it did this, like almost a slasher effect. So like when the empty man would attack mm. and take people at like the way in which it kind of pushed that forward. I, I wish they'd done a different effect on that or something because there were points where I was like, that's just a bunch of like clothes thrown on top of each other that's just moving around. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, was... who hired James Wan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of annoying that the four, spoiler alert, the four, um... There you go. So the kids who were all, like, first of all, the bridge scene was amazing. I loved that yes. when they were all blowing the bottle. Yeah, and yeah. the sounds of the footsteps that recur in this film, like the running, is brilliant. I love that. Yeah. The kids all die in the same way. And I thought that was a bit like of a way to just get that part over quicker. Yeah. Because yeah. the other girl dies in a completely different way. But these yeah. other characters, it's like, oh yeah, they just hand themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I was a bit did, like, the, uh, did the other girl who dies a different way, did she give up? Was she the one who gives up halfway through on blowing the bottle? Because yeah, one of them gives of, up. She, I mean, she sort of blows it half assedly. She does she it really like, quickly. Yeah, she does it really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. That was it. No. <laughs> Why did I whistle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. But so we we again. Just, <laughs> yeah, just to indicate that, that that that's what summons the em- the empty man for people who. Don't I'm blowing. I'm blowing on a bottle yeah, for yeah. audio listeners as well. Just hearing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, God. yeah. It's cool though. It's nifty. Like it's new. It's something different, which yeah. I quite like. But I think that that lends itself to the plot very well. In that, it's that feeling of like when when you get lured in by something or kind of manipulated by it. Where you know, you know, um, when um, people say, "Oh, don't look in the mirror," and say "Bloody Mary" three mm-hmm. times, and you mm-hmm. think to yourself, like, "Oh, bullshit." But yeah, then yeah. you think about it more and you're like, I ain't going to do it just in case. Yeah. And what? it's, you know, it's that mentality that kind of mm. yeah. rolls yeah. with it. Well, it, well, it reminded you're... me a lot of like, you know, the sort of Slender Man stories and stuff like that, where it's that, it's, mm. it's that kind of classic trope in some way. And, you know, it obviously, um, the film kind of plays in those tropes and sort of, it, it doesn't really, they, he, David Pryor, the director, doesn't really subvert them so much as sort of, I don't know. 
he kind of just plays in the, the worlds of them and then like does his own does his own thing like it's not like jordan peele or whatever who is trying to sort of subvert it by putting a political message in it he the david Pryor is just sort of okay this is the world of it uh, but i'm gonna do my own thing with it which i think mm. i think is good yeah 100 percent mm. works so well mm. so we don't want to talk about this for too long have you, have you got much else to say on it um so i want to try and keep us to about an hour tonight um, one of the more yeah. technical things that i thought was really good um was that they a lot of the film or the scenes when you're seeing from his point of view um are sped up but ever so slightly mm. which mm. i thought was brilliant because it, it gives that whole unnerving um feeling and adds that psychological you know thing to it but yeah i know it's a lot of it was sped up I don't know mm. if anyone else knows that. I noticed it. I noticed it in in some. I was trying to think where. Um, um, I didn't. I didn't. I noticed it more towards the end. Yeah. But I'll have to rewatch it again and see if I noticed it towards the beginning, like more towards the beginning as well. Mm. I I think also I this is one of the only films or only films of the of this kind where I've been like inspired to find out more about it in terms of like 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 I did some research on the. Um, uh on the director and um he was like interviewed and it's it's funny like i i wouldn't compare this film to any of kubrick's movies because kubrick is just on another plane of existence he's a genius but but it's kind of the interviews that that um david pride gives it reminds me a lot of the interviews that kubrick gives in that there's so many sort of um, intellectual layers to to how David Pryor has sort of constructed everything. Like he sort of um, it, it's kind of it's sort of almost re- it's sort of referenced in the film where he looks at a high school called Jacques Derrida High School, and I, I I was intrigued by this, and I researched Jack Derrida, who's a French philosopher, and it was talking about like um, his theory. <laughs> Again, this is I, I watched like a nine minute. Um, introductory video to Jacques Derrida, so I'll try my best. But it's like <laughs> he was like um, uh, sort of like a speaker on uh, deconstructionism, which is about um, like looking at a certain concept, um, deconstructing it by looking at whatever opposite it is. So like equality and then inequality, that that sort of thing. And then you sort of realise that this feeds into like the whole sort of ethos of the cult, because it's like. Because the guy who, who, funny enough, is played by I can't remember his name now, um, but but it's funny because that, that that particular actor, um, I only really know him from Dodgeball, and so so, so to see him in this in this in this setting is it's really strange. But you see, but his character is talking about like things like cliche and how repeating um, a certain profound saying eventually becomes a cliche in in, in the end. Um, and that in order to um, sort of make it not a cliche, you've got to try and think about it a bit more. And I think that was that the core of like Jacques Derrida. And I sort of found this in this interview. So you realize that um, even though David Pryor has like put in all these sort of um, horror movie tropes um, and it's um, because it's unpredictable, it's not sort of endlessly exciting. There's still a, a very sort of clever intellectual layer to it, which again, if you look at all of Kubrick's films, that's essentially what he, what he's doing. In that he essentially works in a genre, and then 
um, makes it entertaining, but also has an intellectual layer that you can like continuously um, unfurl. And um, even though I don't, I don't think The Empty Man is a, is by any means a perfect film. It's still uh, something mm. you can like constantly think about. Well, and something as well that when you were mentioning that about saying like how um, uh, this probably ruining what you just said, but <laughs> like almost like repetition and like seeing mm. almost like it one way and another that scene that we mentioned earlier where he goes into the woods in the cabin and then you see all the people and the weird ass bear which i love yeah, yeah i love the um, bear yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i um if you watch the scene where at the beginning where all the people show up for the memorial of the missing kids it's it's literally identical shots of them really? all like going the exact same way and then the, if you watch them side by side basically yeah. they're the same shots and it's oh, almost nice. that thing of if you view it one way it yeah. can be seen as a positive memorial but in another way it's uh, a cult cult-esque nice. type and it's that is to me that that like that feeling of i just love the idea of you can look at it like okay it's 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 this weird creature thing maybe that's manipulating this cult but then i love the fact how it also offers that thing of well, it could just be a guy who's dealing with trauma mm. and can't, you know, and there's a certain point where he like completely comes off his medication. Mm. And it's that moment where then suddenly the spiral happens of, you know, going to the hospital and people mm. like talking to him in such different ways. And they keep o offering like a negative and a positive. It's like yeah. some say he could make it out, but he might not. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like that <laughs> constant repetition. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, are you are you ready to kind of rate this? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Bonus. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it seven. Um, could have been higher, but after our chat, I'm now a little bit more confused than I was, um, <laughs> which is normal. So I need to watch it again. Um. That's why I love doing this podcast with you guys, because you just see things different than me sometimes, most of the time, um, and makes it more interesting. Definitely. Uh, so I'll definitely be revisiting soon, and I'll give it a seven. Jess? I'd give it an eight. Yeah? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's beautifully shot, I think, most mm. of it. Yeah, it yeah. was de definitely, definitely a good one. You in? Yeah, I think I'd give it um, eight as well. I mean, uh, I mean, pu I mean, purely for the surprise factor, I, th I think it's good. Also, I, I found it interesting, like the first time I watched it, um, contrary to what you just said, um, the first time I watched it, I thought it was quite mundanely filmed. I, I, mean, I, I, I think the only reason I said that, I, I thought that was because a lot of the shots are very still and they're not really moving. And I sort of interpreted that as being quite mundane. But the second time I watched it, I'm sort of going back on that because I think that sort of adds to the sort of there's a sort of it, it adds the it, it, overall eerie effect of the entire film I think um, especially when you're sort of treated with those still shots and then you come to a scene like the the one um that's you know when he's in the dark and there are the people across the river and everything like that yeah it sort yeah. of adds to the impact that those sorts of scenes have so yeah I, I, I give yeah. it an eight I think with that as well the scenes where he hears the noise in the hallway of his house mm. And you're shown just the still shot of yeah. the corridor, especially when the hooded figure is like half laying down on the stairs. Yeah, that it works yeah. so well. That was good. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I 
to be fair, I'd say an eight as well. I think it's wow. I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, I definitely think it. You can get away with watching it multiple times, and you get something new each time. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's. I'd say a solid eight. Solid eight. It might go up in the future the more times I watch it and I spot some new things, but for now, I'd say definitely it's a solid eight. Okay. We'll wait for the director's cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours long. <laughs> yeah, Four hours. <laughs> the Snyder great. Cut. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, <laughs> Empty Man. We recommend it at the Bones Horror Podcast. So, let's move on to what we watched this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Well, is it a month? I was just about to say that. I was like, what, you, what <laughs> we've watched month? this month. No, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with old. Okay? <laughs> oh, no. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yep. I ranted about it last time, so I don't now, think I, I remember, really need I remember. Do you know what? I really enjoyed this film. Um, I don't know why. I think it was... Why, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> The, the premise of it was quite... There, there were some weird Don't scenes. Dribble. There were some weird scenes in it. Oh, everywhere. It kept, kept me entertained, right? Kept me engaged. There were, some, there were some odd bits. I don't get why those stones or mountains or whatever surround them makes it you age in, in a day. It's odd. It's because um, it's left up to interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about that. So, but there was things like oh. the little, them having a baby and old matey who cries all the time. And what was the film? Hereditary. He's he's making that same weird noise in that film as well. They just pay him the cry. I said, oh, whatever film you're in, do that weird crying thing that you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, like, he, he did it in both movies. Um, I wouldn't watch it again, but I, I can't... I'm, it's not a one-boner film. <laughs> I know you think yeah, it I, is, Larry, but, I, like... I, 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 just before you, just before you <laughs> launch into it, uh, Larry, um, it, 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 it's funny how much it sort of wavers. So, I mean, it, it, it's funny... I mean, the performances are quite interesting as well because it looked like... Uh, the actors who played the parents, so it was Vicky Kreps and I can't remember the other actor's name. Um, I, I think his first name's Gail. So, um, but it, it looked like they just didn't want to be in some ways. It just it just looked like they they weren't putting much effort in. I mean, they've done no. like great no. stuff in the past. So I mean, especially she. I mean, she's done like well. I, I don't really like Phantom Thread, but but Phantom Thread is like a profoundly yeah, interesting film. So, um, and she was in that, and it looked like they it looked like they were just too good for it. But then when Alex Wolf and Thomas and McKenzie came in, it became slightly more interesting because I think they were they were actually really dedicated to actually doing a good job. Um, maybe they're younger and more naive. I don't know, but it was it's that sort of thing where the film became more interesting because of their performances and their. They came in and sort of like I don't know, about halfway through or a quarter way through or something like that. Um, and then I quite—I mean, I, I personally quite enjoyed the pregnancy thing. It was really weird. I think that's the reason why I liked it. Um, and then it—and then it drops off again. <laughs> so, so it's sort of—I mean, I, for most of it, I, I would say I would give it 
maybe two boners. Um, yeah, yeah. And then there's the bit in the middle which I think would push it up to about three or four, and then it goes <laughs> goes down again. It but goes I flaccid at it was the end. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> I'd give it four. Have I'd you seen it? Four it nope. Oh, you need to. You Don't. love it. Get out. <laughs> you love it. No, I, I took just... your advice. I've not watched it. Yeah. Look, it's just, it's just. My only problem with it is, is that I agree there are some moments in it that you can have enjoyment of it, but to say that is like saying, um, "Oh, I broke my leg, but for five minutes it didn't hurt." And it's like <laughs> great, but I don't, I don't want to break my leg because yeah. the sad, the sad reality of the film is that if the payoff was something where I rewatch the film and I go, "Oh my god," like there's these like moments where you can look at stuff here or look at stuff there or take something from here. But I feel like, I feel like when he made it, he was there going like one day he'd show up and he'd be like, okay, no, no guys, 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 this is serious. This is so serious. But then another day he'd show up and he'd be like, comedy. I'm feeling it. It's a comedy guys. It's a comedy. And then the next, and then with that twist at the end, again, I won't go into the twist here just in case Jess, you do want to watch it. But all I'll say is, is that, to have him in that bloody twist alone being like, I'm M. Night Shyamalan. Hmm. Hey, look it, at me. It, it, it's funny I'm M. though. M. Night it, it's funny though, because I remember the last <laughs> time we did it. That's a great twist. I did love that. In, a, in an hour, probably. Yeah, yeah. He came up with it in an hour. <laughs> I, 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 I remember the last time we did this podcast and Lawrence, you said you mentioned the, tw- the the twist and how bad it was and everything like that, and then mm-hmm. I, I was I was watching it and I was thinking, okay, what's what could this twist possibly be? And then what I came up with, it as I was watching it was far better than uh, than what I eventually came out. I'm not being arrogant there, by the way. I'm, I'm, no, I'm sorry no. that it was a bad anyone, bad twist. <laughs> anyone, anyone, everyone who's listening, whether it's the audio or the video, take five seconds and come up with a random twist. Go see it, and guess what? It'll be better. <laughs> I had a kind of cabin, just... in, cabin in the woods twist. I found that's kind of what it reminded me of a little bit. Just a little bit, but it wasn't I mean, as I, good I, as Cabin I, in the Woods. That's, no, that's what I mean. Not. I can see. Not. I can see what you mean. I can yeah. see what you mean. Definitely, there about the Cabin in the Woods thing. And I agree with you. Like, yes, it definitely does have a a feel to it like that. But again, if you look at both those films and look at how Cabin in the Woods twist changes everything, where you go, I can watch that again, yeah, and yeah. I want to, I want to pick out everything. This kind of just goes like, ah. Uh, Hope yeah. you enjoyed. The, the twi- Lol. Yeah, the twist and old has no kind of precedence to it at all. There's no sort of no. Uh, aside from you know aging quickly on a beach, there's no build up to <laughs> that particular twist where you go, oh my god, it was this. It was just like okay, we're just gonna go completely the other way and just not, <laughs> just not. It was skip yeah. over. Yeah, skip over it basically. <laughs> okay. It's a shame. All right. Well, we will wait for Jess to watch it and we'll review it. Okay? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, you you should watch it, Jess. I think make your own mind up. It, it is a terrible <laughs> film, but I don't. I, I didn't find it as terrible as Larry. Um, if you want to, <laughs> I'll just do a couple more of what I've been watching. Right, so I watched. I'm still making my way through the Friday the Thirteenth. So I did number four. Um, nice, and I like that a lot actually. Uh, that great had films. Corey Feldman in. I think. 
I think quite a good performance. One of his first one. I think it's quite an it's, maybe yeah, his first. I film. think it's four. Yeah, I think may may have been his first when he, when he cuts his hair at the end and he looks yeah little look to camera at the end of it. Um, so I like that a lot. So I've I've got another. How many have I got to do? Another four, six. I think I've got eight more to do. So make way through all of them. Um, I watched Don't Breathe Two, which I can I quite like. Have you seen it, Larry? You seen Don't Breathe? I've actually, I've I've actually um. I'm not going to, and there's a very big reason. Okay. Uh, I'll, I can let I can. That, is let that a everyone... personal thing? Is it like? I watched the first. I was literally trying to do it in a sentence. I watched the first one without spoiling anything. I think it sets up a great villain, and I think that like how it intertwines the story. When I saw the trailer for the second one, the fact how they make him a hero is for me, and it negates the whole of the first film just to nothing because the first film has such an impactful thing where it's like this guy will go to any means no spoilers to do what he needs to do and with his added like stuff but the second one the trailer just makes out to be like oh no you know that character you didn't like in the first one who and i wish i could say it but i don't know if you guys have seen it i have seen it well no i've seen the first one you know what he does yeah yeah you know what he does does. to Yeah, yeah yeah exactly how can you try and spin that and then go, he's great, look yeah. at him go. Like, I just, I can't, so I won't well, watch it. But um, if it's good, it's good. It, there's a twist in it. And you know how we love a twist. <laughs> so oh, does there, it, is that, there does is it, a twist, and it's not does it, too bad. Does it change? Does it change? No, what, it doesn't like change hero? what, no. it doesn't change, <laughs> it doesn't change <laughs> him what, for what he is, but maybe tried to make up for certain things i, I don't know but okay. there, there okay. is something he does that is yeah interesting um okay i might have to just maybe, twist my arm and give it a watch yeah there, there, there is a bit of a twist on that um so i i, I quite liked it I, I wouldn't say it's as good as the first one but it, it was it was okay um just one oh, i've got two more on it so i did watch wrong turn we can talk about that another time but i did revisit the Babysitter, and I, I quite like that on uh, Netflix. I think oh. the, ba- you know, oh, the Babysitter, right. where, where yeah, uh, sorry, where that little <laughs> cult the one with Vin Diesel. No, not Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, that's a banging film. What's her name in that? The blonde girl, she, she's great in it. Um, the Babysitter, what, the Pacifier. No, not the, pacifier. <laughs> the Babysitter. <laughs> the Babysitter, she's quite famous anyway. I like that film. Well worth a revisit. About a young boy who don't even think he really needs a babysitter, but he has a babysitter mm-hmm. around, and and her friends come round, and it it all turns to shit for him. So, yeah, it's good. You seen it, Jess? No. Nope. There is a second one as well. That's the reason I watched the first one again because I wanted to watch the second one. Um, I'll talk about that one next week. So, what you watched, Larry? Okay, I've literally got a list. Oh god! Oh no, I'm gonna go for him. We got nine nine minutes. <laughs> Shang Chi, Shang Chi, seven Ooh. out of ten. Very good. Uh, not as good as some <laughs> other ones, yeah. but it was it was good. I would recommend The Green Knight, nine Ooh. out of ten. Nice, fantastic. Really it's on Amazon it. Prime. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime and. The rating on there is disgustingly. Yeah, wrong. I've seen the rate. Yeah, I've seen the rate. Only like three people have rated it <laughs> last time. Yeah, I know. I, I know. And so, so someone's basically got to the end and went, 
oh that was too long two star and it's like jesus um really good uh i watched the new candy man i oh. gave that a seven out of ten okay that was really good uh nice little twist at the end that links to the first one although i will say missed opportunity you don't to have tony todd this is not a spoiler everyone in fact i think if you want to go see it, set yourself up for it. But Tony Todd is not in it as much as you would think. If anything, three seconds worth. Yeah. So nice. That's bold. Uh, I watched. Um, I watched James Wan's terrible new horror film, which no one <laughs> should go and see. It oh, is, oh my, yeah, go on. It's just, it's just trash. Mm. It's just honestly, like I'm I get love it. it then, aren't I? <laughs> no, like there are two ways to there are two there are two ways to view it. If you view it as James Wan making a comedy out of how the structure of horror is, then yeah, you can have a good enjoyment out of it. But he isn't making it for that. He is clearly going like I want to revamp the genre, and it's like you will go. You just need to stop. It's just <laughs> stop. I really, yeah, I really, I really can't. I just can't with him anymore because I, he's a good. He's a good director in what he does with his shots, cinematography, uh, and where you can move the camera and what you can do with it. His storytelling, like, like there's a reason why Saw with Lee Wanell. I don't know if that's his, if I've got the last name uh, wrong there, but those two. In who he basically is one of the characters in Saw, the one in the bath in the very mm. first one. Yeah, they did Saw together, and you can tell like why that has so much more of an impact because I feel as though Lee Wanau has gone on to make actually you know with Upgrade, which I think is fantastic, yeah, and yeah. also um, Invisible Man, uh, Invisible Man, which yeah. obviously like yes, he's added his own spin to it. But they are not only shot really well and have great camera movement, but they have that story. And I feel like James Wan has taken one element of that and he's just kind of gone, oh, new new horror character that no one's seen before. But it it doesn't work. And when I implore you guys to watch it, because I if I have a feeling that all of you probably agree that the uh, the villain of the piece is just dumb. Like, it's just a dumb idea. And then the last one on here is Howl. But I think I mentioned this on a previous because I watch it quite often now, which is good. But if you like Dog Soldiers, it's on Amazon Prime. It came out in 2007. Um, And it's actually really good. So I would recommend it. It's only an hour and a half. It's a British horror film, a werewolf film. But um, give it a watch because it is very good for the time it came out, the effects. And, you know, I guess if you like gore in it, it's pretty gory. But it has a good story as well. That's nice. me. No rants. I've kept it in today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You in? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I started this week watching uh, Many Saints of New York, um, which is the prequel to The Sopranos. Um, I I, re- I really enjoyed it. Actually, I, I thought it was. Um, uh, it captured as a, a very similar tone to The Sopranos. It's very sort of, very much character driven as opposed to plot driven, which is very in keeping with with the series as well. Um, and it's very dark and very sort of blackly comic in places. And it t- it takes place in the sort of backdrop of the New York riot, the race riots, which happened in sort of 1967. So it has a it has another layer. Where, whereas like, The Sopranos, the series was quite mainly focusing on Italian Americans. Many sense New York also focuses on sort of um, uh, 
sort of black characters um, during that time, which I think is is, is much more inclusive and inter- and interesting. Um, it may not be one for people who aren't fans of The Sopranos. Um, it's a, it's still an enjoyable film, and you can get pretty much everything from it. But I think the emotional connection to the characters um, is a pretty much a, a sort of I, I kind of think you need that to really care about what 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 happens uh, to them. Um, and Michael Gandolfini, who's um, James Gandolfini's son, is really good as the sort of teenage Tony Soprano. Um, just uh, mainly probably because you know they're related um, yeah, yeah. And, and it can do well. So I watched that at the beginning of the week. Um, I also watched um, Foundation, which is the uh, uh, Apple TV Plus adaptation of the Isaac Asimov um, novels. Uh, it starts out quite nicely in that it's, it's sort of based in a future a sci-fi situation where it's like there's a galactic empire and um, but this um, mathematician played by Jared Harris of like Chernobyl and, and, and so on, he warns that um, the empire is, is such that it will essentially dissolve within um within something like 500 years and that will sort of plunge them into a new sort of dark ages and it's he's a mathematician who tries to predict a way in which to um sort of reduce the dark ages to a thousand years as opposed to thirty thousand years um it is interesting and i'm curious to see where it will go up only in the first two episodes uh, are up on apple now but it's sort of like i don't know it kind of has mixed loyalties between um the world it's trying to build and the characters they're trying to set up so it's quite it's quite difficult in some ways to get involved in it but it looks amazing and the cgi is is quite magical as well it's it's sort of quite quite, quite nice um and i'm quite intrigued as to where it would go as i say only the first two episodes are open so um so nice. what's that um i also <laughs> also been watching uh, rewatching dexter like um uh has been doing um yes. And I just finished uh, season four, which is, I mean, for my money, the best, the, the best of um, the series, um, mainly because the villain in it is just so terrifying. Like, it, it, it's funny, really. Like, I, I felt very comfortable. Trinity, who who's um, who kills in yeah. threes or it turns out fours, um, who kills his victims in the bath by sort of slashing their um, legs in the bath. And it was, I mean, he's a really scared, played by John Lithgow, who's who's better yeah. known nowadays as playing Winston Churchill in The Crown. But he um, he's so frightening to, to the point where I normally watch Dexter um, in the mornings because I because it's quite an easy thing to watch. But with season four, I can't watch it in the mornings. It's too scary to watch in the mornings. So it's just like, oh, it's great. But yeah, that, that's been great. Um I also watched the first episode of Midnight Mass, um, which is Mike Flanagan's new project. Um, again, I've only watched the first episode, so I can't really um, glean much from it. Is that but, on Netflix now? Yeah. Like, on, is that actually released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A seven-episode limited series. Um, and, it, and it looks like typical sort of Mike Flanagan, really. It's, and, it's, and, that's, and that's obviously a good thing um, in that he's, very quite, he's quite slow, but he's quite sort of um, eerie, all based on this island called Crockett Island, very small island community that's also very religious as well. And it follows the main character is this guy who got in a drunk driving uh, accident. And, and killed someone and now he's been released from jail to, to go to, to return to this community essentially and it's it's very sort of Stephen King it's very sort of there's loads of eccentrics on the in this community and there's something weird going on and there's all sorts of strange happenings like there's for some reason there's a there's a place um near the island that just that that where loads of cats hang out 
and that it's just populated by cats for some reason and there's sort of like a weird mystery to that but it's but it's Mike Flanagan and and it's he's a very interesting horror filmmaker I think because he doesn't go for in some ways he's very conventional but he's also very slow in how he films things and he's he's very concerned with character um so yeah so i'll, I'll look forward to see how how that one turns out it's only seven yeah. episodes it's a limited series <clears throat> i'm on the first one i'm on the first nice jess anything so uh, i've been re i've been re-watching a bit of dexter yeah started re-watching american horror story again because american horror nice. stories is out now i am watching I that kind of, that's fine yeah I, i'm what? gonna watch it but i want to watch yeah. Yeah, American Horror Story again. Nice. Um, but I've also been watching uh, Marvel's What If, which comes out weekly at the minute. It's amazing. Yeah, really good. Although, did you watch the last episode? Yeah, and I got that, so confused. <laughs> yeah, that, that episode honestly kind of felt like they were trying to fit the whole universe into just one episode. Like, yeah. they were trying to fit in as much as possible. But yeah. other than that, like, I really enjoyed all of those episodes. They've been absolutely brilliant. What's what's your favourite? Sorry, really quick. Just Ooh, what's your favourite so know. far? I really Mine's... enjoyed the zombie episode. Yeah, I'm a that's... zombie kind of person. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, same, same. Great. Um, and then also The Walking Dead, uh, which has been coming out. It's going to get the zombies. Um, which I'm going to be honest, I won't spoil anything, obviously, for those who are watching it. But the writing and directing recently in these past few episodes god awful i'm sorry if anyone disagrees with me but you can literally visualize the direction you can see the cues and that's when you know it's not good and you're watching it and you're seeing certain people react in certain ways and i can literally hear the director's voice in my head like telling them to do things like i don't know if the actors have all like just forgotten how to act or if it's just the writing but yeah it's it's been a bit weird recently so. Is that the last season? Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. Do you think they've all just kind of like reached the end and just they're going like, well, it's come a bit, on. Yeah, it's a bit weird because obviously with COVID, there was a few episodes um, where you can see that they were on really limited crew and start um, and like actors because yeah. um, they would only have small groups and they were filming very specific groups. Um, whereas now they're back to the bigger, like full casts. So I don't know okay. if it's just been because of COVID stuff but i'm hoping it doesn't end like this but yeah at least we have we have we have the rick grimes films to look forward to still right they're still coming out yeah and then there's also obviously there's going to be another world beyond which i'm like uh and then we still Mm. got fear the walking dead which is continuing on so i just want to be done with it yeah I gave I gave up after season me. seven. Yeah. After after yeah. the you know you know the pinnacle episode in seasons the first mm. episode of season because, seven, mm. which was much yeah. you know marketed and everything. I was like, okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to watch anymore. That's yeah. it. <laughs> We've also got the Daryl and Carol spinoff. Uh, yeah, happened though. <laughs> yeah, do, it's, um, yeah. Do we do we do we have time really quickly to go oh, into because I, I was with. I don't know. I'm going to try and take you in some memory back. All right. I remember being sat in a flat in Salisbury. Oh, God. <laughs> you remember what? Okay, I yeah. remember exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, we sat down. Was it end of season six? It was end of season six. I thought it was the start of seven. season one, uh, season seven. But I, I might be wrong. But I, I thought we watched no, it live. Yeah, it's didn't like, we? Well, no, because that was the thing. So, so it would have been it would have been season six, the ending, because we all sat there and we were we got really hyped for a certain character showing up yeah. with a certain 
you know, thing. And yeah, we sat there, we were hyped, and then it just did what it did. And the reaction in that living room, I think everyone was just like, oh, fuck this. Oh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wait a whole year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, but also, you're sort of misremembering something there. Oh, no. Oh, no. What am I misremembering? The, the connection kept on cutting out. So the, <laughs> oh, God, one of the re- yeah. One of the reason why I was so pissed <laughs> off was because it kept on cutting out. And it's like the major scene that was happening. I could barely yeah. <laughs> We on. we so we we wanted to watch it. We wanted to watch it when <laughs> in America it was live. So yeah, we, it, was, it, was it was like late two a.m. Night. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were done though because it kept freezing. We kept taking it back, freezing, taking it back, freezing, and then we get to the end. And we were like, "Great, get to wait a year." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heartbroken. Yeah. Other than that, it's waiting on the new series of You and The Witcher. And some oh, other yeah. things that I can't remember off the top which, of my head. Which, which, uh, which is yeah. good. So the That's next it. time, the next time mm-hmm. we do a podcast, which might be next week, week after, whatever it is, um, would you mind? Because I purchased something recently, and I will show you. And I know I've shown you on our WhatsApp group. So Arrow Video. Yes. Okay, I don't know if you can see it very, but there is my Arrow Special Edition. Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. So there is lots and lots of special bits and pieces on there. Um, now, I think it's like done in 2K, uh, so I'm quite looking forward to watching them. But would you mind doing Hellraiser, or do you think that's a bit... I think it'd be quite all interesting. All three of all... them? No, just the first one, I think. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Can do all three of them, but it might be a bit much for Jess. I don't know. Like, but I'm happy to do... The first one, which is yeah, it depends what we want to what like record because I only have free time at the weekends. Oh, come so. on, you can make time. <laughs> we will do. <laughs> yes, yeah, just get back, whack on Hellraiser, <laughs> whack it, on it train. all free. Put it on at work. Put it on at work. I joked about this the other day. We've got a big TV yeah. in the offices. I was like, we should all just like set it up and get the telly on whilst we're in the office. Like, Imagine just Hellraiser playing in the background. Oh, yeah. wow. the, the CEO like... walks in. He's like, "What is this? <laughs> Don't worry about it." It's, it is great. <laughs> yes, it is. It's. I don't know if you... Well, have you ever seen clips of it? Maybe. No. Not off the top of my head. I can't okay. think. I think See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm partial. I'm partial to the second one more than the first one. Yeah. Which is... I don't think anyone's partial to the third. No, the third. It's the one with... He's got a CD in his head or something. Yeah, there's a guy with CD. There's, he's, he's trapped in... Without, this isn't a spoiler because it's not going to directly... <laughs> but he's, tra- he's trapped in a big rock. <laughs> There's a big <laughs> rock. <laughs> so we'll do that. So that'll be whenever we record next. So hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Um, so if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's the Bones Horror Podcast, I think. Uh, Twitter's Bones Horror Pod. Instagram's Bones Horror Pod. You can email us at boneshorrorpod at gmail.com. And we'll try not to leave it as long. Um, and very, you know. Thank you for listening. We got seem to have had a massive uptake in America at the moment, the United States. So someone's listening. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, much appreciated. And uh, we'll try and get on a bit more. Uh, me and Jess did do an episode, but I'm not too sure whether to put it out yet. We might do it. I'll put it out as a special one, Jess. 
It was good, yeah. good three quarters an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. So mm. anyway, Rambling. yeah. So we were all about zombies. Yeah, <laughs> rambling about zombies. What else is there to talk about? Love zombies. Yeah. So rambling, rambling about the zombies, the zombies. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.